again and welcome to episode four, five? Five. Five. We probably should have uh, talked about that before, gracious, yeah. before we started recording this, but we'll leave it in. Asses bodacious. I think they'll take that out. Um, we'll f- episode we'll f- five. It's becoming a semi-regular thing, this. That's um, Empire. Yeah, if we're, yeah. Doing, if we're counting the, his Star Wars money. The darkest one. The best one. It's the darkest episode we've had so far. It's the best of the three prequels. <laughs> it's the darkest of the three. We've never had a character like... Uh, we've never we've Jar, Jar Jar working. Uh, so who are they you? They didn't. Spoilers. Who are you? I'm Chris Ray. I'm John. People know who you are, John. Well, I'm just... You You know. You need very little introduction. Well. To your own podcast. In certain towns. Series of podcasts. Well, no, this, this is ours. Ours. Well, uh, all right, fine. Or, or, we'll both claim ownership of The thing this. is, this one is already... Our longest running podcast. How terrible is that? Is it really? Yeah, that is shocking. It is shocking. Yeah, we it's also to... a damning indictment on my social life what that I the... that I am make I am the most available person. The thing is though, like, there's a routine to it. We've said we put like, it in the ev- diary, actually, didn't we? This yeah, it's one. in, it's in the calendar. In the diary, and you can't argue with a. You can't argue with, with writing, John. I have because alarms. They'll, they'll cart you away if you do. I have reminders. It's like every two weeks we're going to record an episode. Yeah, so another in two weeks. Yeah, and two weeks after that. It's and, fine. And so on and so forth. Because we were just talking about like all the stuff that's kind of happening this week and around it and next week, and mm. there's a lot coming up. And I, I think it's actually quite impressive that we, we made this happen. We make, the, right we make time for each other. Yeah. As friends and podcasters. It's very important Podcasters to do such a first thing. And yeah. Oh, second, yes. Yeah. It's a business first. Well, we've got a um, busy weekend, but it's a bank holiday weekend. Mm. And I think we're all looking forward to a kind of family fun day. Yes. On uh, the Monday. Even though we don't have any kids. No. We're just, a family, just, really. We're a, we're a kind of weird it's kind like of family a, like that. like a brotherhood of man. Sure, kind sure. Of thing. But we'll, get, we'll be going to that, and it's got music and mm. things and yeah, beer, well, most importantly. How's it described as? Is it a music um, No, I can't remember. It's at a place near our house-ish. Well, it's in... Um, it's in Cheltenham anyway, and it's a rather nice area of Cheltenham. And um, you used to live very near this pub. Didn't I did, you? yeah. I've I been was, there. I've been to this pub. With yeah, you. we've went this to, pub we went in to question. This pub, yeah, we had a very kind of, I want to say like uh, a very middle aged kind of night out. Mm. We were like, yeah, let's get on it. Let's go to a local pub. I think it was day. about four pints, and we went home. Yeah, we were just fish and just chips. Tired. Let's go home. Yeah, just went back to bed. But um, looking forward Different to different beds. So it's a pub. It's music. Uh, I think someone's home. Actually, I'm someone's walked in the door. Lean away from Mike. Lucy? Yeah. Is that you? Bitch. <laughs> You're live on a podcast. Oh. Hello, pod peoples. If only we had some sort of editing tool. No. To make it. No, I know, I know. I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not suggesting we take this out. No. I'm just suggesting, you know, it's okay. obvious now that we're just doing this as live. That's well, what I'm well, saying. I, yeah, it's like, it's alive and kicking. Annika. Annika would be proud. Yes. I'm just saying it's like, it's organic. Hello. Hello. Good to see you. Thank you. We started a little later. Ah. I blame him. We've only just started. Roughly, but it, but it's but it's but it's fine because that gave me time to sort out some con stuff. Awesome. How's your dad? He is fine. He is fifty-seven. <laughs> Groovy. Uh, he's well, been all day. Okay, and you you found him and you gave him his birthday yeah, beer he was and in the pub. yep, yeah. nice, uh, he's nice, in the pub like and it. Handed him more beer, um, and then he's going for a curry. Nice. That is, that is the 57th birthday that plan. Is, that is probably my 57th birthday plan. <laughs> to be honest, it's like a grim vision of things to come. Yeah. Do you want to get involved? Could we pause for a moment? Uh, I, left, I left a silent moment just so hopefully you can cut it out. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome back. Well, we've had a nightmare. I'm upset. I'm upset. I won't lie to you, John. I'm, I'm upset. That was solid. I'm, I'm putting a brave face on it at the moment, I but I, I could cry. I don't want to say banter. 
It wasn't. It wasn't banter. No, it was just a nice it. conversation. You said, said it now. Yeah, we just we we had, we reeled off a lot of interesting facts. I learned things. Knowledge. An- oh, well, anecdotes were shared. We we know it happened. Anyway, so we've lost some footage. Um, Never mind. We're gonna have to watch this laptop. Yeah, just keep like an eye a on hawk. It. Yeah. We've two, we've two of us, between the two of us, we should know. We've got it covered. We didn't notice last time, but between the two of us now, we should We didn't notice. think there'd be a problem last time. No, This, why, this why, time we're expecting no. it. Why would there be? I think I have to, I don't know, maybe reset it to factory settings or something like that. Just anyway, check out the window. In other news. Oh, yes. Second. Well, then. Where were we? Yeah, if we try and recover... 20 minutes ago. Let's try and recover from the uh, horrible ashes of that disaster. Shall we, shall we discuss what Topic. we're doing... Well, we can discuss topic, or we can discuss initially our weekend before we move on to our topic. Well, one might segue into the other. That's true. Okay, so, so what does your weekend hold? Well, I'm going to Friends Fest. Which we discussed earlier, and, we it did was, discuss. and it was hilarious and very entertaining. It was very entertaining. What am I which, doing? What are you doing? You're at Melksham Comic Con. I'm going to Melksham Comic Con. You are. It's one of the staple events of the year. It's my favourite show. Which I keep saying I'll go to and never have. You never do. Never have. It's I'm, my, always, I'm very busy, to be fair. It's my favourite show of the year. Mm. Which is bizarre because it is in a small Wiltshire town. Yes. Uh, it isn't London. No. You know, it isn't... It isn't Because um, you've got the big events in London. You've got Thought Bubble mm-hmm. in Leagues every November, Leagues. which is always fantastic because it, it's a very arty show, very creator-driven. It's a great big party at the end of the year. Mm. It ain't that. No. So what, what does Melksham have going for it? And I, I don't know, it's very hard to describe, because it's like... It's the people. It, well... Hey? Well, I, I hey. Thought, I thought I've not was, even been, and I know. I thought it was hard to describe, but you've just... Uh, Hit the nail it. on the head. Mm, I'm going to have a Doink. It's lovely. I would like to go, though. I keep saying it, but I actually would. It really is fantastic, and by all accounts, it shouldn't be. Because it's a small little town, it's rather hard to get to, kind of the middle of nowhere, and yet... The show is fantastic. It really punches above its weight. Uh, get some big guests in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's run by uh, you know some incredibly impressive woman, uh, Haley. She's remarkable. Uh, probably hardest working woman in comics. Just sheer force of will brings us all together. They've got the army of Bryans. Yes, like, all the helpers I've heard are about called Bryans. Yes. And. It's it, like it's amazing, and it's like a great big party. Um, had some amazing Saturday nights there, where it's just been like legend, like oh, amazing, amazingly good fun at the old discotheque. And um, I probably, I mean, on a you know, for me personally, I think probably one of the the best things about Melksham is, um, you know, I make comics. Uh, try to make a name for yourself. You try and. You know, grow your audience, but admittedly, you know, with, there are much bigger creators mm. than us out there. You know, it's fine. That's how it is. Come to peace with it. But when we go to Melksham, feel like rock stars. <laughs> Just for a weekend, we Rock get, in with we your get entourage. Amazing. Fur coats. Well, that's true. I mean, like, because we, uh, we, we have a slightly bad track record of being a bit late. Mm. To every shows because we always underestimate how hard it is to get to Melksham. Yes, from Cheltenham, and the rogues are windy, and we always kind of like we at one point at one show we um we were late like mm. the show had already started officially late we were like ten minutes late, but um it's always this great experience now because we rock up in the car and we drive up and this army of Brian's <laughs> descend on the car 
And it's like coming home. It's like this great family. We know everyone by first name terms. And they open every door. Nice. <laughs> strip your car bare. Car- Let's get it set up. Carry all your stuff in for you. There you go. Park the car and then just walk in. And I swear, like, um, probably the second ever Melksham Comic Con was probably one of the greatest experiences probably one of my greatest experiences in comics ever because we were late mm. and it was the show where we were launching uh, the crossover between oh. after I thinking seven string yes and so we were fashionably late so you turn up you turn up when everyone has already arrived you're wandering everyone's like, and everyone's like hey like get John Lucia here this is amazing and then we go to our table which is already like set up and like Nick and Ali are there saying where the hell have you been I'm mm. sorry but it's like it's almost like we intended it, and like the crowd is there waiting. And nice, I gotta say, like so you, leave, you leave them wanting more. Yeah, and there's a clamor. It's it's amazing. Like, and it, it's a little bubble universe, and I know it doesn't reflect reality at all. But it's so nice to feel like a superstar just for a weekend because they they treat everyone really well. Yeah, and that's yeah, very nice. I mean, as a contrast, I remember in previous years when it was still running, uh, we had been to. Um, Kapow, which was a oh, big, yes. big short-lived, big London show. Mm. Uh, fiendishly expensive. Yeah. I remember we went there. I, I went there and uh, I just, you know, you felt like an afterthought. Yeah. You felt like kind of dirt on the shoe <laughs> of the organisers. We Like all the independent creators were just kind of shoved in a corner. Mm. Had to lug all my own stuff in there. And then like I remember like a week later we went to Melksham. Which was very was affordable, like, ah, right. very small, and they just treated you like a king. It didn't matter if you were just some guy who'd stapled a magazine together and sold a few copies. Nice. They made you feel special. So, and that and that's this weekend. I'm very Wonderful. much looking forward to it. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Busy old weekend though at every con for you. Indeed, and I can't remember. Be extra busy. Ah, this is a good segue. Ah, segue. Ah, segue. Extra busy this weekend, John. Although this might be after it, but, you know, you get the idea. Yeah, because uh, I'm launching the Kickstarter for After, I think, Volume 4. Man, my God. Yeah. It's exciting. I know all about it. I'm surprised I'm... Sort of. I'm surprised I'm not more freaked out by it. No, you're on on solid ground with it, John. I'm organised. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I was singing the praises... I was singing the praises earlier of uh, uh, an organisational app. You were, which has really kind of saved saved my bacon because mm. uh, I always kind of like the pro- thing is I I suddenly remember everything that needed doing at once <laughs> and I couldn't do it and then I get kind of panicky. But like just being able to like portion it out and say, well, look, hey, I've just remembered I need to do something. Okay, write it down. Alex of the app. Put it in the thing. It's fine. So yeah, yeah um, it's finally going live. It's been uh, two years in the making. Yeah, really feels like a while. It has been a while because. Since the last well. Yeah, because like we did um twenty twelve, we got two books out. Mm. Which is crazy. Twenty thirteen we got book three out. Twenty fourteen we got the hardback collected edition out. Yes. Which was like the previous three books all wrapped together. Plus some extra bonus material. Over seventy pages of bonus oh, material. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh and then twenty fifteen we didn't get an afterlife think book out. Mm. But we did get... Actually, no, in 2014, we got two books out because we got the crossover out as well. Ah, yes. And then in 2015, we didn't get an Afterlife Inc. book out, but we got four 
copy, four issues of Big Punch magazine yes, out, correct. which was 180 pages nice. of comic. Nice. Forget some comic times. goodness. And then this year uh, is, you know, Return of Aphrodite. Back to it. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. And uh, I'm very excited. And there was a long time when I, I, I thought it just wasn't feasible because mm. uh, crowdfunding is often seen as a kind of like magic wand. Yeah. Like just a way of, oh, I've got a problem. I need money. Hey, crowdfunding. Crowd. People, suddenly, people will buy it. People but, will buy anything. But it's like my issue is uh, I'm doing a Kickstarter to fund uh, the printing. Yeah. Uh, art costs. Yeah. And Kickstarter fees. Mm-hmm. But paying all the artists involved, because it's like a 172-page graphic novel. Oh. So getting all the money together to pay everyone involved and give them, hopefully, like a fair rate yeah. for their work. Bearing in mind that I can never kind of reach Marvel DC well, prices. no, I wouldn't expect you could, John. But no, but like you want to... In fact, I'd be bewildered well, yeah. if you could. I'd be hungry and bewildered. If, uh... <laughs> yeah. I'd be... But, Where's um... my money? But it's like, uh, you want to treat the artists fairly. Mm. Because yes. I'm only a writer. Like, I'm nothing without people to bring my scripts to life. Yes. So, hence why, uh, even in the new projects, like, um, 55% of all the money we earn is going into paying the artists. Like, 11% is, like, uh, Kickstarter fees. And the remainder is for printing. Mm. So, definitely just paying the artists is most important. But... That the only reason that's become affordable is that I've spent the last two years putting money aside yes. to pay for half the book. Mm-hmm. So I've already prepaid and and it's pre-made. Like half the book has been made. Gotcha. Fifty percent of it, and then we're turning to Kickstarter for the rest. Because I was crunching the numbers, and I love a good Excel spreadsheet. Oh yeah. So I was crunching the numbers. Put a few formulas in there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. A few columns. Oh. Bit of a border. Bit of shading. Lovely. And it just that wasn't was working. Like if I had tr- if I had tried to fund the book entirely through Kickstarter, yeah, we would have been talking something like fifteen grand. Mm. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And also, if if okay, if you are say one book costs, you can buy a book for like twenty quid or something. Yeah, it, it would have worked out where we would have had to have given away more copies than we were printing. Gotcha. To cover the costs. Yes. You you would like uh, potentially we could have done it. But at the end of the day, I would have had no stock. Yeah. And what's yeah, the point? Yeah. So hence, it's taken me this long to keep putting money into the pot. I understand. Putting a little money aside each month, and so we finally got to a point where we, you know, I can do this now. So it is now affordable mm. to turn to Kickstarter to fund the second half of the book. Yes. And I never thought that day would arise. Well, and it finally has. It's at time of recording. Just. Two days away. Two days away, yeah. Well, less than two days away. I know, and so... 36 hours. I've been working hard, because uh, I've been rebuilding the After I Think website, putting all the comic online. Good job. Thank you, I think it is. I'm making yes. it look very sexy. Oh. And uh, so I've spent the last few days kind of automating a lot of stuff. Lovely. So the moment the moment Kickstarter goes live, it's going to roll. You know, link to Twitter, link Boom. to Facebook... Uh, a mailing list going to be a out. massive after laugh explosion an after laugh uh, an after I'll be laughing all the way to the bank oh <laughs> oh <laughs> it's, it's about, oh dear it's not about the money I oh should. no the, the, the spoilers hmm. but um it's exciting times so well, we, as as a result of this um, yeah. endeavour 
we decided tonight's topic, again, I'm using inverted commas, yeah. of sorts, would be crowdfunding well, and its benefits and some of the horror stories, well, indeed. which I know you have. Well, let's see what we can salvage from this train wreck of a podcast in well, which we lost half an hour of solid Hopefully it'll sound very content. professional by the time it's edited together. Well, I'm sure it'll sure be grand, but I'm, I'm going to feel that, I feel that loss very hard. I'm uh, very upset about it. We spoke about all sorts, didn't we? Anyway, look, I don't, I don't mean this could be the John Locke show and keep talking about Mike. So, have you? What have you done? Well, my experience, or? my experiences of crowdfunding, I've largely been watching yours. To be quite honest. Oh God, it's all about me again. It's all about John. Um, no, but I, you know, actually today, funnily enough, tell me, more. it's not necessarily a crowdfunding thing, but it is along those lines. Yeah. Um, have you heard of Etsy? I have heard of it. Which is like um, independent artists upload their work. Yeah. It's very popular for Star Wars art. It certainly is. Um, I've bought quite a number of things off Etsy. Anyway, I've uploaded a couple of things today, just as digital downloads. Really? A couple, yeah, a couple of bits of um, photography I've done, because I've got quite a lot of Star Wars paraphernalia in my house now. Right. And I've, done, I've, I've sort of worked on them in Photoshop and using apps and put things together, and I've got a couple of decent-looking... Digital downloads. So, so wait, what have you taken photos of? I have um, a dark side shelf, is what I'm calling it. Okay. And they are one-tenth scale models of Darth Maul, Darth Vader, and Kylo Ren. This sounds very attractive. Yes. It's a very sexy shelf. Mm. It's got lighting and all sorts. Okay. It's got push lights. So you have taken a photo... Of your swag. It sounds ridiculous when you put it like that. Well, I just, you know... But I have worked on these images, so they look actually quite good. I've put it on, speculating to accumulate. It's 30p to list these things for four months. Okay. So if anyone buys them, good for you. How much... So what are you... Are you selling it as a digital download? Yes. So I don't even have to print anything. Okay, as like a photo? Like, what what would they do with it? I can print it out or set it as a wallpaper or anything. Up to them. Or you could get slapped with a uh, cease and desist from LucasArts. No, well, you see some of the stuff on there. I'm yeah. the least of their worries. Well, to be fair, it does, like, uh, they, they do do periodic sweeps. Yeah. Uh, it's such a, it's a thorny issue, because it's kind of like, you know, people are only going to buy it because it bears the likeness of something George Lucas created. So, I don't know, it's, it's okay. the external fan art debate. Like, is it? You know, do you have a right to sell? Hey, I, who I'm, knows? I, I ain't judging. I'm just commenting on it. Anyway, that's that's something I coincidentally did today. Very nice. So we'll see what, if anything, comes of that. I might make a one pound profit. You could well do. And uh, in a year's You're time, still profit. In a year's time, you could be kickstarting your uh, coffee table book of artful <laughs> photography of Star Wars figurines, yeah, of Star Wars Kotobukiya models. The um, well, I don't know how you feel about it. How about uh, let me put it to you mm. then. There is a bit of a debate raging at the moment. It's not really raging, but it's a debate. About, <laughs> it's certainly there. It's certainly it's a discussion which I've had to myself. Um, what's the spirit of like crowdfunding, and can it be abused? Because yes, say you're like uh, someone who has a camera, has a dream to make a movie, mm. says I need like ten grand. Yeah. To make a low-budget movie, I just that's like going to cover, you know, getting getting a new camera, mm. bit of catering, filming for a couple of days. Yeah. We're going to make a film. Yeah, that seemed, you know, hey, very much an indie project. Yes. What would I get out of that? Maybe you'd get a DVD of a of oh, fine. film. Okay, yeah. Flip side, uh, a studio, Paramount, mm. kickstarts 
their next movie. Mm. You will get a DVD of the movie. Mm-hmm. But they they want to raise like a million or something mm. like that. But you could pledge a perfectly reasonable amount and get a DVD back. Yeah. So arguably you as a customer. As the final consumer. Are treated fairly in both instances. Mm. But the question is, is that larger company abusing the spirit of Kickstarter by going to Why, Kickstarter? thing is, you would, I would think immediately, independent film man needs 10 grand. Mm. He needs that money. He doesn't have anything. Paramount don't need a million dollars. This is my... So why why would they go on Kickstarter, I suppose? Well, this is kind of my feeling on I know that. The, I know that it's a hypothetical thing that they are on there, but well, well, no, I would be more inclined to go for the independent guy. Because it's, it's not entirely hypothetical, because there have been some examples. Mm. And how about this one? Okay, uh, it was a TV series, uh, kind of cult favourite in America. You may have heard of it, called Veronica Mars. Yeah, I know the name, yeah. Okay. It ran for a few seasons, mm. uh, got cancelled, as I understand it. The creators yeah. wanted to do a movie right. to wrap it all up. Sure. To kind of like tie off all the plot the loose ends, yeah. etc. The thing is that Veronica Mars as a concept had been sold to, I don't know, a studio. Yeah, one of the studios. Yeah. And so they'd gone to them and said, hey... We want to make a movie of mm. our characters. And the studio were like, no one cares. It's not going to sell. Yeah. It's not going to be a moneymaker. So then they swung it where they took it to Kickstarter. Right. And they said, well, how about this? We will kickstart this movie. Yeah. And we will make all the production costs in advance. Right. And then all you have to do is let us shoot the movie. It's paid for itself. And then you can release it to cinemas. Right. Okay. And at first, when I heard that, I was like, that sounds yeah. okay. The issue is, if you're a big studio, you have a lot of money. Mm, sure. And the way the model has always worked is, they speculate. To accumulate. To accumulate, yeah. 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 So someone, you go, hey, I want to make a movie about guys with laser swords. Oh. And they go, how much will it cost? And you say, I need uh, $30 million that's small. That was, that was more than I was hoping for. Yeah, I need thirty million up front, and I guarantee you that when I make this movie, it will be really popular, and you will, we will make a hundred million in ticket sales and nice. merchandise. Nice. And they go, hmm. Well, I'll take that risk because I trust you. Oh. And then if your movie, it's a very big risk to take so on they, a first time director. They give you the thirty million, and you make that movie. Mm. Now, if that movie does really well, yeah, and they make a hundred million, two hundred million, a billion. That's fantastic. Yeah. If your movie bombs... You're screwed. The studio has lost that money. Yeah. And, your, and your reputation is now bad. Yeah. But that is how the system works. Yeah. So the big studios are gambling. Maybe mm. it's a it's an educated gamble. Yeah, But yeah. they weigh up the odds and they go, okay, I'm going to put some money into this. Mm-hmm. Fine. The thing with taking it to Kickstarter is that the, stu- the studio yeah. benefit twice... They don't have to make an investment. They don't have to invest. Yeah. Because the movie is paid for itself. And then they get ticket sales. They get all the profits. Yeah. So while arguably the creators of Veronica Mars... So why do the creators just do it out of the love of the show? They really wanted to make the movie. But they must have got something out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's getting paid. Mm. You know, like the Kickstarter probably covered people's salaries. Yeah. Yeah. 
but, but then the studio should do that. The thing is, like, did the, it get funded? It did happen. Yeah, it was one of the big. Did they make the film. They did make the film. All oh, right, okay. But it's like it's like a win-win situation for the studio. Cause yeah, because if, if a studio really cared, They'd they do could it have themselves. done it. How much did they get crowdfunded? It was a lot, actually. It was one of the. Uh, it was a good few years ago. Now I think it was like. Ooh. I could have got this wrong, like 2009? Around that time, anyway. But it made, like, a lot of money. Yeah. And I know, like, um, I think there's a sense now that a lot of larger companies, which have the money to do these things, Mm. are instead turning to Kickstarter because it mitigates any risk. Yeah. You're basically making people pay twice. Well, yeah, and kind of, Unless they get the DVD of the movie, but even... Yeah, like, they get something. But it's taken away... Now, arguably, this could be a good thing. I'm just wondering how you feel about it, because a lot of people say yeah. it's like, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, but I think if if I had the money that, say, a massive studio had, yeah, I probably wouldn't turn to Kickstarter. <sighs> Unless, of course, I'm like, it makes business sense to do it. Because yeah, then that's ju- the thing. If you own a big business, people don't get rich by giving away a lot of money. That's no. what, that's the point I'm getting to. Yeah, you don't get rich by writing a lot of checks. No, and I guess ultimately they've got employees to. You so know. if they can, if if there's demand for say a Veronica Mars movie, yeah, and people are happy to crowdfund it in exchange for a DVD, mm. why would you not do it? Well, that's the thing. From my point of view, as a consumer and idealist, it sucks. Mm. But I understand from a well, business point of view as a why cons- one would do it. But arguably, like as a consumer you are still benefiting. Mm. Because either you really care about Veronica Mars, so you back the Kickstarter, and maybe you get some lovely bonuses. Ooh. Like you get to visit the set and meet the cast. I get, a, I get a Funko. Yeah, you get a Funko, you get a signed DVD or something. Signed Funko. Or you didn't know about the Kickstarter, mm. but hey, that movie got made, and then when it comes to your cinema, you're like, oh, oh, okay, I'll go see that. Was it in the cinema? Some cinemas, I think. Mm. Or you're like, I'll go see it, or I'll buy the DVD. Yeah. So for a consumer, you benefit. You, you're benefiting. It's fine. Like, no one's forcing you. But that's the thing. That's demand, isn't it? That's supply yeah. and demand. So then the question is, if people genuinely were interested in Veronica Mars, mm. they could have just made the movie. And then people would have gone and seen it. Like, George... Okay, how what about... What was their reason for not making it? Because there originally. wasn't enough interest. Right, fine. But... Then there obviously was. But then it... Yeah, that's the thing. It could have been argued that clearly there was enough interest because they kickstarted it. Yeah. Well, how about this? What if... I was going to say George Lucas, but he's not involved anymore. But what if, like, JJ, mm. as producer... Lucasfilm. Yeah, Lucasfilm said, Hey, guys, bit of a stumbling block in making episode... I'm losing track 26. now. What's the eight next is one? Eight. Bit of a stumbling block in making episode eight. We've frozen production. We're oh gonna, my god! We're going to take it to Kickstarter. Say it ain't so. We need to raise two hundred fifty million on Kickstarter. Mm. And if you pledge, I don't know, thirty quid, mm. you'll get like a ticket to see the film and a DVD or something mm. like that. Or or if you pledge like. 200 quid, you can come visit the set or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, for is a, that... a, 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 something as big as Star Wars. I know that you're just saying yeah, that to make a point. Hypothetical, yeah. People would do that. But that's my point. I'm not, I'm not just talking Star Wars no. if you're a fan of anything. But no, here's my thing, because there is clearly 
a universal interest mm. in Star Wars. Yeah. So the question is, a Kickstarter would undoubtedly be a massive success. Yeah. So they could pre-fund all the movie mm. and then put it in cinemas and make money. Yeah. But Lucasfilms has more money than God. Yes. So they don't need to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it gets to this point it's where you're thinking... It's an ethical thing. And if you're a business person, I think you hit the nail on the head. Mm. It's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It, like, it becomes almost good business sense. Unless there comes a point where you would piss people off. My assumption with Kickstarter was that you were like an independent person or business or you mm. weren't a big business. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. I didn't know. I didn't realise, say, Paramount could go on Kickstarter. Yeah, well... um, you you have like some big names doing stuff. Yeah. Some have been very successful and some have been embarrassing. Strange, flops. isn't it? Why? Yeah. There's a lot less public outcry when a creator tries to do it. Yeah. Because I know, like, uh, so say if um, it was somehow, say, like uh, Bruce Willis mm. really wanted to make a movie. Yeah. But he wanted to make it outside the studio system. Yeah. That would probably be better received. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Although, yeah. arguably, he could probably afford to yeah, make a movie yeah, anyway. Yeah, but you're making a point. Actually, oh, God, um, I think Sylvester Stallone did, did one. And it was awful. Blimey. What, did he get it funded? It, it got made. I think he tried to make, like, a like a comedy drama. Oh, God. Apparently, it was awful. Yeah, I, just, I can't imagine him delivering dialogue particularly well but, but it's in like, a comedy. But it's like, fair... Uh, but I guess for Prince nominated for best supporting actor. Indeed. At this year's Oscars. And he is, he is an Oscar winner, is he not, for the script for Rocky? Is he? Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably is. First but, um, one's excellent. If you haven't I still it. haven't seen any of the Rockies. Oh, they need to get on that. One I've to s- four are very good. I've seen a clip with a robot. Happy birthday party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first four are, are good. Okay. Five's stupid. But you see the dilemma. You see the dilemma. I do. I do understand the dilemma, and you, you've you've given me food for thought, John. Because here's the thing. I, I given that, and this is a small claim to fame. I was. Uh, one of the first two UK-based comic projects to ever launch on Kickstarter. There you go. Because when a, when we heard that Kickstarter was coming to the UK, mm-hmm. it launched on like Halloween 2013, I think. Yeah. All my friends were like, hey, I'm going to do a Kickstarter. I'm going to do a Kickstarter. Then Nobody I was, did. And then I was like, yeah, I'll do a Kickstarter too. And then by the time I finished preparing my Kickstarter, no one else had done one yet. Yeah. So... I, I feel like I've, I've, I've been in there a couple of years. Mm. And I've done two Afterlife Inc. projects. Yeah. Successfully. 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 And a Sandwich Maskers project. That was for... the featured thing, wasn't it? That was project of the day. Look at that. Like in all of Kickstarter. That's amazing. I've got to say, like, we were... The Sandwich Maskers... Did that, did that yield results? Yes. Did yeah. Because yeah. we were like... Sandwich Maskers was a, was a slow build. Because mm. we did very well in the first week. Then the progress slowed. Yeah. Then we were thinking like, oh, the rate is going. We're going to kind of like, I don't know, limp home. Yeah, like yeah. we will just hit our target. And then it was like a Sunday, I think, and it was like in the third week. And I woke up. In, I woke up in the morning, checked my phone. Yeah, and I was like, flipping heck! You got like fifty <laughs> emails. What's going on? Yeah, and it was like, I mean, it was like ping, ping, was it ping? That's Someone's I'm like, what's happening? Why are people caring? Yeah, and I looked, and it's like you, you are project of the day. That's on cool. Kickstarter, and we made. Probably equal everything we've made so far. Yeah. Again in, in that day. day. Yeah. There you go. And uh, yeah, and we we ended up hitting loads of stretch goals, so Woo! it went really well. 
But they didn't tell us. How do they select that then? It's entirely human choice. Like they have a staff. Someone has seen it and they go, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, because they have like uh, projects of the day. They also have like projects we love. Yeah. So they're looking around and they're kind of that's a cool thing though. Product of the day on that. Because because the biggest problem is simply getting noticed. Mm. Because um, and this is probably the difference I noticed between April 2014 when we did the Book of Life and September 2015 when we did Sandwich Masters. Kickstarter. Mm. I found changed quite significantly. Yeah. Because the difference in that year and a half was when we ran the Sandwich Maskers Kickstarter, we got so many emails every day from, I'm going to say it, parasitic companies oh. Oh, yeah. going, hey, your project looks okay, but mm. I reckon we can help you. And oh, yeah. saying, like, if you give us, pay us £500 and sure. we'll get you 500 backers, you know. You know, or like, uh, give us a grand and we'll manage your Kickstarter project for you. And I'm mm. like, if we had the money <laughs> to pay yeah. for you to micromanage... Do you email any of them back? With no, rant, just delete. Have... Well, a lot of them would send us a link and then delete their account. Yeah. Like, bastards. it was so kind of like That's dodgy. sketchy. That's yeah. Because that Kickstarter is like trying to... But it's like, it's become a business. Mm. This is a horrible thing. Like, it, it, it isn't just like... It's not enough now to just be... Hey, hey, guys, I've got a great idea. Here's my projects. I need X amount. Bang. Yeah. Now, like, projects are slick marketing machines. You know, um. Gotta be one step ahead. We, we were trying not to get depressed because we launched our card game. Mm. And then, like, a couple of days later, uh, this card game was launched. It was called, like, um. I can't remember what it was called, but it was very kind of Hogwartsy. Gotcha. The idea was you're playing wizards at school. Mm. And in a day that I'd made like a hundred grand yeah. or something crazy. I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it was just yeah. kind of like rocketing to success. And we found out after the fact that it was kind of, um, it was part of, uh, it was attached to like some big YouTube personalities. Oh, yes. Like they developed this game and they have this big company behind them, mm. like in marketing and everything. We were like, we're never going to be able to compete with that. Like, it it really isn't enough to be kind of like just a good project anymore. You need to have like a big following behind you. And uh, it's interesting. And it's certainly, it didn't take long, I think, for kind of, kind of companies to spring up to fill that kind of evolutionary niche where they're like, hey, we can make money yeah, we by make helping money off us. That, yeah. yeah, we'll just take like a 10% cut, a 10% cut on whatever they make. Mm, yeah. It's interesting. You, you want know? to trust people. Yeah. People screw you over. But um, it's funny. Like I don't know where I don't know what the future holds for it. There's a few. Um, well, it seems popular now. People are on board with it for now. It's certainly popular. I worry it's becoming a bit kind of mercenary. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a little, a little harder to fight your corner now. And and you shouldn't have to fight your corner because it's kind of like it, it should, in principle, just be a you know, it's yeah, a creative people endeavor. Help each other. And if you structure your project right then everyone benefits yeah you know if you if you give a fair price for a fair reward then you know people feel they're getting something for their money and it's fine and everyone's a winner everyone is a winner that's the that's the idea anyway and it's funny because every every kind of like uh mistake or horror story that happens only helps improve it going forward because they revise their rules like an early yeah. thing was um there were different categories, and there was like a uh, technology category. Mm. And one of the early problems was a guy... No, 
is this is probably the story. I'm, no, no, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's a different story. It's we'll, a we'll marginally that. different one. But a guy was um, making uh, a wooden uh, kind of stand for like a, an oh, iPhone yeah. or yeah. an iPad or something, and it was lovely. And he got he, he made you know a lot of money. Yeah. But the issue was he hadn't approached any manufacturing companies or mm. anything beforehand. Like he was, he was an artist primarily. Like yeah. he had no kind of real business experience, and he hadn't approached Apple, yeah, to do like an, a licensed project. And then when he had his big Kickstarter success, he then went to like businesses and said, "Hey, uh, I need to source like a thousand tons of wood <laughs> to like make these things, and I yeah. need a factory to manufacture them. What can you quote me?" Yeah, and these guys, you know, these companies just looked at his, Kickstarter, his Kickstarter, and they yeah. were like, "Well, we know." We know how much you have. We know you have like thirteen million in yeah. the can. So yeah, it will cost six million to do this, and the next company's like yeah, five million. So yeah, and then um, and he hadn't made a prototype, and afterwards, like Kickstarter, yeah. kind of um, uh, forced the idea that if you were doing something technological, you had to have a working prototype. Mm. Um, our friend uh, Snowy, he had a grand, yes, yeah. he had a grand it's been idea, done now, hasn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. He sh- he had a grand idea for a uh, a GPS device for your bike. Yeah, plan your route and that. With sort of a thing. kind of like a uh, little LED grid. Yeah, so it, it would have indicators telling you where to go and things like that. And it, unlike he he was kind of talking about it, he was building it up, and then he didn't do it. Mm. And now someone else has done it and made a lot pretty of money. pretty penny. Yeah, yeah. the big uh, and I think you have heard this story before, but the big horror story was. This is this is one of my favourite stories in the comics world, at least. And and I don't know his name. I don't know the full details, but I have looked at his Kickstarter page, which is there as a legacy now. You know, like like a story, <laughs> is a still warning. There? Yeah, oh well, yeah, because it, it, you can't. You don't oh really? Oh, well, you'll have yeah. to send me the link at some point. Then I haven't seen this. I believe the guy was making a web comic, and it was called something like "Sad Stories for Small Children" or something like that. So it's a lovely title. It was, I, I, I'm probably misquoting that horribly. And he was asking for like 10,000 quid or something to do a print run mm. of a first book. For whatever reason, uh, a spark ignited. Yeah. And he sold, like, it just went crazy. <laughs> like, he got like 10 million, That's like, like so much money. But of course, he just wasn't like, I guess, mentally or emotionally uh, kind of in a state to deal yeah. with this. Because it's all very well to say, hey, I need, I want to print like a thousand copies of my book. Mm. And then going, I need to print a hundred thousand copies of my book. And then like, you know, his printer was like, I can't do that. Yeah. So then he had to start shopping around to try and find a printer. He had no experience they, in yeah. doing this. Um, and, and he kind of had a bit of a breakdown. And it like several years passed, and people still hadn't received their books. Yeah, and um, it all culminated. And I read it. <laughs> I skim read a lot of it. Yeah, it all culminated in him posting a like a three thousand word odd essay in which he essentially said that money was the root of all evil, <laughs> and why why do people want things for money? You know, like saying, why can't people just yeah. give me money to make my comic and not want anything in return? And he posted a video, which was by all accounts real, of a bonfire <laughs> of him burning stock. Like burning 
like a great big pile of these books and throwing books onto the fire <laughs> and basically saying for every question I get sent saying, where is my book? I will burn another book. And then he deleted his account, he deleted oh, his website. Dear. And that's the last we ever heard of him. Yeah. And a lot oh. of people were out of pocket. So did he keep the money? Well, I mean, it was argued that the money disappeared. Yeah, there was no money. Like the money, I mean, explains how explains how cynical you want to be. Like, you could say that the, the, the guy in question clearly had some mental and emotional issues, mm. which made him ill-equipped to deal with a project of this magnitude. Yeah, one that he'd not prepared for. I don't know. You could look at it another way and say that he essentially stole the money mm. because he didn't deliver on his pro- his promises. You could look at it another way and say that Kickstarter isn't a store mm. as much as it's being treated like one, and really you only have the, the promise of being delivered something. It's yeah, not, it's not like a transaction. The, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a real... It's just a horror story, really. It's kind of like a... It is a warning. Don't get too ambitious well, because you'll fall flat on your face. I, I think just try Good, and... That's, write that down. I, I think just try and be... Try and be practically minded. That's the thing. So if I went on Kickstarter with a million dollar idea, yeah, and I said, "Hi, I need eight grand," for example, and well, all, sh- all of a yeah. sudden my idea takes off. Give me, give, give me like a, give me something to work with. What's your idea? Like my idea. Are you making something? Is it a is book? Is a it? wristwatch that can go under your skin. It's a okay. great. It's a great idea. It's called BioWatch. Yeah, it's called Fleshwatch. It's called f- Fleshwatch. It's called Skin watch. Swatch. Swatch. No, damn it. It's called t- Swatch. That's taken, right? Pat- okay. Patent pending. Yeah. Um, okay. And I've made a prototype. You've got a prototype. I've got a prototype. It's you a photo f- of my wrist. You found some poor homeless guy and you sewed <laughs> yeah, a watch into his, into his wrist. Yeah. He was homeless. Um, and then, um, <laughs> and I've asked for eight grand because that's all I need for this incredible million dollar idea. But it goes to eight million, say. Yes. It rockets. Yeah. Could I stop my Kickstarter? No. Good God. You could cancel it. And it would just reset. And you get nothing. Right, okay. But, but you can't, once it goes over your amount, say. Yeah, because no money goes out of any backer's account until that project reaches conclusion. Mm-hmm. So if you, on day 29 out of 30, go, mm-hmm. actually, this isn't for me, you could just cancel it then and there. Yeah. They don't lose any money. Fine. You don't have to fulfill anything. Gotcha. That's all right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll think about my skin. Watch them more then. Well, I think the issue is like Kickstarter would say to you like you have to have a, a prototype. So you have to have a working prototype. Yes. Of the skin watch. The skin watch. Patent uh, pending. Patent pending. Uh, so that would imply that you have at least spoken to someone who knows how to make the skin watch. Yeah. It's basically like proof that there is like a a chain between you. It's not just you and a drawing. Me, me and that guy out of the human centipede. And a maimed human being. Like that. <laughs> they need to know that you have some kind of business savvy. Sure. At all. But yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if, if it went and you made like 8 million, and that meant you had to make and ship, I don't know, 50,000 skin watches, mm. that'd be on you. Okay. And, and you'd probably have to quit your job and, you know, spend eight months doing nothing but fulfillment. You might have to hire someone to do yeah, work for you. See, therein lies the uh, the issues. You become a victim of your own success. Exactly, yeah. exactly that. Because I think that's the problem. Like, it was kind of dreamed up as a way of helping creative people. Mm. And a lot of these creative people maybe didn't have the business smarts on how to run 
yeah, they didn't realise what they actually what was actually required of them. But then the flip side is, as we discussed earlier, you now have these businesses. Yeah. Which are turned to Kickstarter and running it like a well, like, yeah. like a well oiled machine and arguably there's less creativity. You're somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, kind of like I don't know. I like to think. Um, I try very hard to not abuse it, and I feel if you are offering a fair price for a fair product, then no You're harm, no harm, no foul. But if it gets to a point where, you know, if, say we are successful enough, or I am successful enough in my future career mm. to be able to print stuff myself and be self-sufficient, then I might have to ask myself: Should I be on Kickstarter? Yeah, you know. If I can make it on my own, do I need to turn to well, yes. the crowd? There's lots of questions. There's more questions we've raised here than I had anticipated. Yeah, it actually became a deeper conversation. Yeah, I, it, it's this this lovely, funny podcast, which was cut out in the middle earlier. Yeah, it almost suddenly become a deep discussion about business and enterprise. Well, it almost makes up for the half hour of witty, almost. witty all, bants with almost. us. We, talk, well, we gave you all sorts of stats during that. Indeed. Facts and figures, but maybe we'll do them next time. You never know. Well, um, so... I don't know when I'll get around to edit- editing this. Maybe I'll get it out tomorrow evening. Maybe you won't. I'll aim. But if not, you know, this could be... We could be talking about the distant past by the time people yes. listen to this. But, um, yeah, Kickstarter launch, Melksham, you're off to a friend's convention. Yep. And then we can reconvene on Monday. Monday we're going to the pub. Family fun day. Family fun day in um in a nearby village. It's going to be delightful. At the pub. That's what's important. Ooh, the curry's here. The what curry's good timing. Here. We should call it a day. Let's call it a day. I think we salvaged this podcast. Just so. about. So, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. And, uh, as with every week, you stay classy. San Diego. This podcast, and others like it, is made possible thanks to our wonderful backers on Patreon. To support Big Punch Studios as we make comics, like Afterlife Thinking Seven String, games like Sandwich Masters, and podcasts like the one you've just been listening to, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Big Punch Studios. For just $5 a month, not only will you help make everything we do a reality, but we'll also send you four copies of Big Punch magazine a year. That's over 180 full-colour pages of comic action, featuring Cuckoo's, Orb, 99 Swords and Catamarang, delivered straight to your door. This has been a Big Punch Studios production. For all things Big Punch, be sure to head on over to www.bigpunchstudios.com. 